biological classification the earliest attempt of more scientific basis for classification was done by aristotle where he used simple morphological characters to classify plants into trees shrubs and herbs he also divided animals into two groups those which had red blood and those that did not then in linear time two kingdom classification system of kingdom plantae for plants and kingdom animalia for animals was de- developed this system did not di- distinguish between the eukaryotes and prokaryotes unicellular and multicellular and photosynthetic and non photosynthetic organisms classification of organisms into plants and animals was easily done and was easy to understand but a large number of organisms did not fall into either category hence the two kingdom classification used for a long time was found inadequate rh vitaker in 1969 proposed five kingdom classification kingdoms were named as monera protista fungi plantae and animalia the main criteria for classification used by him includes cell structure thallus organization mode of nutrition reproduction and phylogenetic relationship it has put together organisms which in earlier classification were placed in different kingdoms this happened because the criteria has classification changes changed this kind of changes will take place in future too depending on the importance in our understanding of characteristic and evolutionary relationships over time an attempt has been made to evolve a classification system which reflects not only the morphological physiological and reproductive similarities but is also phylogenetic that is based on evolutionary relationships kingdom monera bacteria are the sole member of the kingdom monera there are most abundant microorganisms bacteria occur almost everywhere hundreds of bacteria are present in a handful of soil they also live in extreme habitats such as hot spring deserts snow and deep ocean where very few living form can survive many of them live in or on other organisms as parasite bacteria are grouped under four categories based on their shapes the spherical coccus the rod shaped bacillus the comma shaped vibrium and the spiral spirillum though the bacteria structure is very simple they are very complex in behavior compared to many other organisms bacteria as a group shows the most extensive metabolic diversity some of the bacteria are autotrophic that is they synthesize their own food from inorganic substances they may be photosynthetic autotrophic or chemosynthetic autotrophic the vast majority of bacteria are heterotrophs that is they do not synthesize their own food but depend on other organisms or on dead organic matter for food archaebacteria these bacteria are special since they live in some of the most harsh habitats such as extreme salty areas halophiles hot springs thermoacidophiles and marshy areas methanogens archaebacteria differ from other bacteria in having a different cell wall structure and this feature is responsible for their survival in in extreme conditions methanogens are present in the gut of several ruminant animals such as cows and buffaloes and they are responsible for the production of methane biogas from the dung of these animals eubacteria 
There are thousands of different eubacterias or true bacterias. They are characterized by the presence of rigid cell wall and if motile, a flagellum. The cyanobacteria, also known as blue-green algae, have chlorophyll uh, A, similar to green plants and are photosynthetic autotrophs. The cyanobacteria are unicellular, colonial or filamentous, freshwater or marine or terrestrial algae. The colonies are generally surrounded by gelatinous seed. They often form blooms in polluted water bodies. Some of these organisms can fix atmospheric nitrogen in specialized cell called heterocyst. Example, Nostoc and Anabina. Chemosynthetic autotrophic bacteria oxidize various inorganic substances such as nitrates, nitrites and ammonia and use the released energy for their ATP production. They play a great role in recycling nutrients like nitrogen, phosphorus, iron, sulfur. Heterotrophic bacteria are the most abundant in nature. The majority are important decomposers. Many of them have significant impact on human affairs. They are helpful in making curds from milk, production of antibiotics, fixing nitrogen in legume plants, etc. Some are pathogens caused, causing damage to human beings, crops, farm animals and pets. Cholera, typhoid, tetanus, citrus, canker, as well as uh, as well known disease caused by different bacteria bacteria reproduce mainly by fission sometimes under unfavorable condition they produce spores they also reproduce by a sort of sexual reproduction by adopting a primitive type of dna transfer from one bacterium to the other the mycoplasma are organisms that completely lack a cell wall. They are the smallest living cells known and can survive without oxygen. Many mycoplasma are pathogenic in animals and plants. Kingdom Protista All single-celled eukaryotes are placed under protista, but the boundaries of these kingdoms are not well defined. Members of Protista are primarily aquatic. This kingdom forms a link with the other dealing with plants, animals and fungi. Being eukaryote, the Protestant cell body contains a well-defined nucleus and other membrane-bound organelles. Some have flagella or cilia. Protists reproduce asexually and sexually by a process involving self cell fusion and zygote formation. Chrysophytes This group includes diatoms and golden flagella decimates. Sorry, golden algae decimates. They are found in fresh water as well as in marine environments. They are microscopic and float passively in water currents, planktons. Most of them are photosynthetic. In diatoms, the cell wall forms two thin overlapping cells which fit together as in a soap box. The walls are embedded with silica and thus the walls are indestructible. Diatoms have left behind large amount of cell wall deposits in their habitat. This accumulation over billions of years is referred to as diatomaceous earth. Being gritty, this soil is used in polishing, filtration of oils and syrups. Diatoms are the chief producer in the ocean. Dinoflagellates These organisms are mostly marine and photosynthetic. They appear yellow, green, brown, blue or red depending on the main pigments present in their cells. The cell wall has stiff cellulose plates on the outer side. Most of them have 
two flagella, one lies longitudinally and the other transversely in a furrow between the wall plates. Very often, red dinoflagellates, goniolax, undergoes such rapid multiplication that they make the sea appear red, that is red tides. Toxins released by such large number may even kill other marine animals such as fishes. Euglenoids Majority of them are freshwater organisms found in stagnant water. Instead of cell wall, they have a protein-rich layer called pellicle, which makes their body flexible. They have two flagella, a short and long one. Though they are photosynthetic in the presence of sunlight, when deprived of sunlight, they behave like heterotrophs by predating on other smaller organisms. Interestingly, the pigments of euglenoids are identical to those present in higher plants, example euglena. Slime molds. Slime molds are saprophytic protists. The body moves along decaying twigs and leaves engulfing organic material. Under suitable conditions, they form an aggregation called plasmodium which may grow and spread over several feet. Under unfavorable conditions, the plasmodium differentiates and forms fruiting bodies, bearing spores at their tips. The spores possess true walls. They are extremely resistant and survive for many years. And even under adverse condition, the spores are dispersed by air current. Protozoans All protozoans are heterotrophs and live as predators or parasites. They are believed to be primitive relatives of animals. There are four major groups of protozoans. Amoebird protozoan these organisms live in freshwater, seawater, or moist soil. They move and capture their prey by putting out pseudopodia, false feet, as an amoeba. Marine forms have silica cells on their surface. Some of them, such as entamoeba, are parasites. Flagellated protozoans. The members of this group are either free-living or parasitic. They have flagella. The parasitic form causes diseases such as sleeping sickness, example, trypanosoma. Ciliated protozoans. These are aquatic, actively moving organisms because of the presence of thousands of cilia. They have cavity, gullet, that opens to the outside of the cell wall, cell surface. The coordinated movements of rows of cilia causes the water laden with food to be steered into the gullet. Example, paramecium. Sporozoans. The, this includes diverse organisms that have an infectious spore-like stage in their life cycle. The mo most notorious in plasmodium, malarial parasite, which causes malaria, a disease which has a staggering effect on human population. Kingdom Fungi The fungi constitutes a unique kingdom of heterotrophic organism. They show a great diversity in morphology and habitat. When your bread develops a mold or your orange roots, it is because of fungi. The common mushroom you eat and toadstools are also fungi. White spots even seen on mustard leaves are due to parasitic fungi. So, some unicellular fungi, example yeast, are used to make bread and beer. Other Fungi causes diseases in plants and animals. Wheat rust causing pusenia is an important example. Some of 
some are the source of antibiotics example penicillium fungi are the cosmopolitan and occur in air water soil and on animals and plants they prefer to grow in warm and humid places with the exception of yeasts which are unicellular fungi are filamentous their bodies consist of long slender thread like structures called hyphae the network of hyphae is known as mycelium some hyphae are continuous tubes filled with multinucleated cytoplasm these are called coenocytic hyphae other have septa septa or cross walls in their hyphae the cell walls of fungi are composed of chitin and polysaccharides most fungi are heterotrophic and absorb soluble organic matter from dead substances sub substrates and hence are called saprophytes thus those that depend on living plants and animals are called parasites they can also live as symbionts in association with algae as lichen and with roots of higher plants as mycorrhiza reproduction in fungi can take place by vegetative means fragmentation fusion and budding asexual reproduction is by spore called conidia or sporangiospores or zoospores and sexual reproduction is by oospores ascospores and basidiospores the various spores are produced in distinct structure called fruiting bodies the sexual cycle involves the following three steps fusion of protoplasts between two motile or non motile gametes called plasmogamy fusion of two nuclei called karyogamy meiosis in zygote resulting in haploid spores when a fungus reproduces sexually two haploid hyphae of compatible mating types come together and fuse in some fungi the fusion of two haploid cells immediately results in diploid cells however in other fungi ascomycetes and basidiomycetes an intervening dikaryotic stage occurs such a condition is called dikaryon and the phase is called dikaryophase of fungus later the parental nuclei fuse and the cell become diploid the fungi form fruiting bodies in which re- reduction division occurs leading to formation of haploid spores the morphology of the mycelium most of mode of spore formation and fruiting bodies form the basis for the division of kingdom into various classes phycomycetes members of phycomycetes are found in aquatic habitats and on decaying wood in moist and damp places or as obligate parasite on plants the mycelium is aseptate and coenocytic asexual reproduction takes place by zoospore motile or by aplanospore non motile these spores are endogenously produced in sporangium a zygospore is formed by fusion of two gametes these gametes are similar in morphology isogamous or dissimilar anisogamy or oogamous some common examples are mucor rhizopus the bread mold and albugo the parasitic fungi on mustard ascomycetes commonly known as sac fungi the ascomycetes are mostly multicellular example penicillin penicillium or rarely unicellular example yeast saccharomyces they are saprophytic decomposers parasitic or coprophylous growing on dung mycelium is branched and septate the asexual spores are conidia 
produced exogenously on the special mycelium called conidiophores conidia on germination produce mycelium sexual spores are called ascospores which are produced endogenously in sac like asci these asci are arranged in different types of fruiting bodies called ascocarp example aspergillus clavicebe neurospora neurospora is used extensively in biochemical and genetic work also called as a wonder of fungal kingdom or drosophila of plant kingdom uh, many members like morels and truffles are edible and are considered delicacies basidiomycetes commonly known for uh, known form of basidiomycetes are mushrooms bracket fungi or uh, puff balls they grow on soil on logs and tree stump and in living plant bodies as parasite example rusts and smuts the mycelium is branched and septate asexual spores are generally not found but vegetative reproduction by fragmentation is common the sex organs are absent but plasmogamy is brought about by fusion of two vegetative or somatic cells of different stains or genotypes the resultant structure is dikaryotic which ultimately gives rise to basidium Karyogamy and meiosis take place in the basidium producing four basidiospores the basidiospores are exogenously produced on the basidium the basidia are arranged in fruiting bodies called basidiocarp example agaricus mushroom ustila gosmart pusinia rust fungus Basidiocarp is the edible part of mushroom. Deuteromycetes, commonly known as imperfect fungi, because only the asexual or vegetative phase of these fungi are known. When the sexual form of these fungi are discovered, they were moved into classes they rightly belong to. it is also possible that the asexual and vegetative stage have been given one name and placed under deuteromycetes and the sexual stage another and placed under another classes later when the linkage were established the fungi was correctly identified and moved out of deuteromycetes once perfect stage of members of deuteromycetes were discovered they were often moved to ascomycetes and basidiomycetes the deuteromycetes reproduce only by asexual spores known as conidia the mycelium is septate and branched some members are sporophytes or parasite while a large number of them are decomposers of litter and help in mineral cycling examples are alternaria colate to trichum and trichoderma viruses viroids prions and lichens all of us who have suffered the ill effect of common cold or flu know what effects pre- uh, viruses can have on us even if we do not associate it with our condition viruses did not find a place in classification since they are not truly living if we understand living as those organisms that have a cell structure the viruses are non-cellular organisms that are characterized by having an inert crystalline structure outside of living cell once they infect a cell they take over the machinery of the host cell to replicate themselves killing the host the name virus that means venom or poisonous fluid was given by pasteur dj ivanovsky in 
रिकॉग्नाइज्ड सर्टेन माइक्रोब्स एज कैजुअल ऑर्गेनिजम्स ऑफ मोजाइक डिजीज ऑफ टोबैको दीज वेर फाउंड टू बी स्मॉलर देन बैक्टीरिया बिकॉज दे पास थ्रू बैक्टीरिया प्रूफ फिल्टर्स एम डब्ल्यू बेजनिक इन 1898 demonstrated that the extract of the infected plants of tobacco could cause infection in healthy plants and called the fluid as contagium vivum fluidum that is infectious living fluid W M Stanley in 1935 showed that viruses could be crystallized and crystals consists largely of protein they are not outside their specific host cell viruses are obligate parasite in addition to pro- protein viruses also contain genetic material that could be either rna or dna no viruses contain both rna and dna A virus is a nucleoprotein and the genetic material is infectious. In general viruses that infect plants have single strand RNA and viruses that infect animals have either single or double stranded RNA or double stranded DNA. Bacterial viruses or bacteriophage viruses that infect the bacteria are usually double stranded DNA viruses. the protein coat called caspid made of small subunits called capsomeres protects the nucleic acid these capsomeres are arranged in helical or polyhedral geometric forms viruses cause diseases like mumps smallpox herpes and influenza aids in humans is also caused by virus in plants the symptoms can be mosaic formation leaf rolling and curling uh, yellowing and vein clearing dwarfing and stunted growth viroids in 1971 to dina discovered a new infectious agent that was smaller than viruses and caused potato spindle tuber disease it was found to be free rna it lacked the protein coat that is found in viruses hence the name viroid the rna of the viroid was of low molecular weight prions are the abnormally folded protein presents causes uh, bovine spongiform encephalopathy bse which is a neurological disease occurs in cow also called as mad cow disease it lacks rna or dna lichens lichens are symbiotic association that is mutually usual useful association between algae and fungi the algal content is known as phycobiont and fungal content as uh, mycobiont which are autotrophic and heterotrophic respectively algae prepare food for fungi and fungi provide shelter and absorb nu- mineral nutrients and water for their for its partner so close is the so close is the association that if one saw a lichen in nature one would never imagine that they had two different organisms within them lichens are very good pollution indicators they do not grow in polluted area it is of three types crustoses plate like folios leaf like and fruticoses pendulous type grows by branching mineral nutrition methods to study the mineral requirements of plants in 1860 julius von sachs a prominent german botanist demonstrated for the first time that plants could be grown to maturity in a defined nutrient solution in complete absence of soil this technique of growing plants in a 
nutrient solution is known as hydroponics since then a number of improvised methods have been employed to try and determine the mineral nutrients essential for plants the essence of all these methods involves the culture of plants in a soil free defined mineral solution these methods require purified water and mineral nutrient salts after a series of experiment in which the roots of the plant <coughs> were immersed in nutrient solutions and an element was added remote or given in varied concentration a mineral solution suitable for the plant growth was obtained by this method an essential element were identified and their deficiency symptoms discovered hydroponics has been unsuccessfully sorry, successfully employed as a technique for the commercial production of vegetables such as tomato seedless cucumber and lettuce it must be emphasized that the nutrient solution must be adequately aerated to obtain the optimum growth essential mineral elements most of the minerals present in soil can enter plants through roots in fact more than 60 elements of the 105 discovered so far are found in different plants some plant species accumulate selenium some others gold while some plants growing near nuclear test sites take up radioactive strontium there are techniques that are able to detect the mineral even at a very low concentration 10 to the power minus 8 gram per milliliter criteria for essentiality the criteria for essentiality of a element are given below a the element must be absolutely necessary for supporting normal growth and reproduction in the absence of element the plants do not complete their life cycle or set the seeds b the requirement of the element must be specific and not replaceable by another element in other words deficiency of any one element cannot be met by supplying some other element c the element must be directly involved in the metabolism of the plant based upon the above criteria only a few elements have been found to be absolutely essential for plant growth and metabolism these elements are further divided into two broad categories based on their quantitative requirements macronutrient and micronutrients macronutrients are generally present in plant tissues in large amount in excess of 10 millimole per kg of dry matter the macronutrients include carbon hydrogen oxygen nitrogen phosphorus sulfur potassium calcium and magnesium of these carbon hydrogen and oxygen are mainly obtained from co2 and h2 while the others are obtained from the soil as mineral nutrition micronutrient or trace elements are needed in very small amount less than 10 millimole per kg of dry matter these include iron manganese copper molybdenum zinc boron chlorine and nickel in addition to the 17 essential elements named above there are some beneficial elements such as sodium silicon cobalt and selenium they are required by higher plants
Essential elements can also be grouped into four broad categories on the basis of their diverse function. These categories are Essential elements are component of biomolecules and hence structural elements of cells. Example, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen and nitrogen. And Essential elements that are components of energy-related chemical compounds in plants. Example, magnesium in chlorophyll and phosphorus in ATP. Third, essential elements that activate or inhibit enzymes. For example, magnesium 2 plus is an activator for both RUBPKs oxygen and phosphenol pyruvate carboxylase both of which are critical enzymes in photosynthetic carbon fixation zn2 plus is an activator of alcohol dehydrogenase and molybdenum of nitrogenase during nitrogen metabolism Fourth, most essential elements can alter the osmotic potential of a cell. Potassium plays an important role in the opening and closing of stomata. You may recall the role of mineral as solute in determining the water potential of a cell. Role of Macro and Micronutrients Essential elements perform several functions. They participate in various metabolic processes in the plant cells such as permeability of the cell, membrane, maintenance of osmotic concentration of cell sap, electron transport system, buffering action, enzymatic activity and act as major constituents of macromolecules and coenzymes. Various forms and functions of essential nutrient elements are given below. Nitrogen. This is the essential nutrient element required for plant in the greatest amount. It is absorbed mainly as NO3- though some are also taken up as NO2- or NH4+. Nitrogen is required by all plants of the parts of the plant, particularly the meristematic tissues and the metabolically active cells. Nitrogen is one of the major constituents of protein, nucleic acid, vitamins and hormones. Phosphorus Phosphorus is absorbed by the plants from soil in the form of phosphate ion either as H2PO4- or HPO42-. Phosphorus is a constituent of cell membrane as phospholipid, certain proteins, all nucleic acid and nucleotides and is required for all Phosphorylation reaction. Potassium. It is absorbed as potassium ion K. In plants, this is required in more abundant quantities in the meristematic tissues, buds, leaves, and root tips. It helps to maintain an anion cation balance in cells and is involved in protein synthesis, opening and closing of stomata, activation of enzymes, and in the maintenance of the turgidity of the cell. Calcium Plant absorbs calcium from the soil in the form of calcium ion Ca2+. It is required by meristematic and differentiating tissue. During cell division, it is used in the synthesis of cell wall, particularly as calcium pectate. In the middle lamella, it is also needed during the formation of mitotic spindle.
it accumulates in older leaves it is involved in the normal functioning of the cell membranes it activates certainly enzymes and plays an important role in regulating metabolic activities magnesium it is absorbed by plants in the form of divalent mg2+ it activates the enzymes of respiration photosynthesis and are involved in the synthesis of dna and rna magnesium is a constituent of the ring structure of chlorophyll and helps in maintain the ribosome structure sulfur plants obtain sulfur in the form of sulfate so4 2 minus sulfur is present in two amino acids cysteine and methionine and is the main constituent of several coenzymes vitamins thiamine biotin coenzyme a and pyridoxin iron plants obtain iron in the form of ferric ions fe3 plus it is required in larger amounts in comparison to other micronutrients it is an important constituent of proteins involved in the transfer of electrons like pyridoxin and cytochrome it is reversibly oxidized from fe2+ to fe3+ from ferrous ion to ferric ion during electron transfer it activates catalase enzyme and is essential for the formation of chlorophyll and carotenoid synthesis manganese it is absorbed in the form of manganese ions mn2+ it activates many enzyme involved in photosynthesis respiration and nitrogen metabolism the best defined function of manganese is in the splitting of water to liberate oxygen during photosynthesis which is present in ps2 zinc plants obtain zinc as zn2+ ions it activates various enzymes especially carboxylase it is also needed in the synthesis of auxin copper it is absorbed as cupric ion cu2+ it is essential for the overall metabolism in plants like iron it is associated with certain enzymes involved in redox reactions and is reversibly oxidized from cu+ to cu2+ boron it is absorbed as bo33- or b4o72- Boron is required for uptake and utilization of Ca2+. Mem- membrane functioning, pollen germination, cell elongation, cell differentiation and carbohydrate translocation. Molybdenum. Plants obtain it in the form of molybdate ion MO O2 2+ It is a component of several enzymes including nitrogenase and nitrate reductase both of which participate in nitrogen metabolism or nitrogen fixation Chlorine It is absorbed in the form of chloride ion Cl- along with na+ and k+ it helps in determining the solute concentration and the anion cation balance in cells it is essential for the water splitting reaction in photosynthesis a reaction that leads to oxygen evolution deficiency symptoms of essential elements Whenever the supply of an essential element becomes limited plant growth is retarded 
the concentration of the essential element below which plant growth is retarded is termed as critical concentration the element is said to be deficient when present below the critical concentration since each element has one or more specific structural or functional role in plants in the absence of any particular element plants so certain morphological changes these morphological changes are indicative of certain element deficiencies and are called deficiency symptoms the deficiency deficiency symptoms vary from element to element and they disappear when the deficient mineral nutrient is provided to the plant if deprivation continues it may eventually lead to the death of the plant the parts of the plants that show the deficiency deficiency symptoms also depend on the mobility of the element in the plant for elements that are actively mobilized within the plants and exported to young developing tissues the deficiency symptoms tend to appear first in the older tissues senescent tissues for example deficiency symptoms of nitrogen potassium magnesium are visible first in the senescent leaves in the older leaves biomolecules containing these elements are broken down making these elements available for the mobilizing to younger leaves the deficiency deficiency symptoms tend to appear first in the young tissues whenever the elements are relatively immobilized and are not transported out of the mature organ for example elements like calcium is a part of structural component of the cell and is not easily released it is not remobilized to the plant this aspect of mineral nutrition of plants is of great significance and importance to agriculture and horticulture the kind of deficiency symptoms shown in plants include chlorosis necrosis stunted plant growth premature fall of leaves and buds and inhibition of cell division chlorosis is the loss of chlorophyll leading to yellowing in leaves this symptom is caused by the deficiency of elements nitrogen potassium magnesium sulfur iron manganese zinc and molybdenum necrosis or death of tissue particularly leaf tissue is due to the deficiency of calcium magnesium copper potassium lack or low level of nitrogen potassium sulfur molybdenum causes an inhibition of cell division some elements like nitrogen sulfur molybdenum delay flowering if their concentration in plants is low toxicity of micronutrients the requirement of micronutrients is always in low amounts while the moderate decrease causes the deficiency symptoms and the moderate increase causes toxicity there is a narrow range of concentration at which the elements are optimum any mineral ion concentration in tissue that reduces the dry weight of tissue by about 10% is uh, considered toxic such critical concentrations vary widely among different micronutrients the toxicity symptoms are difficult to identify toxicity level for any element also vary from different plants Many a times excess of an element may inhibit the uptake of another element for example the prominent symptom of manganese toxicity is the 
appearance of brown spots surrounded by chlorotic vein it is important to know that manganese competes with iron and magnesium for uptake and with magnesium for binding with enzymes manganese also inhibit calcium translocation in suit apex therefore excess of manganese may induce deficiencies of iron magnesium and calcium thus what appears as symptoms of manganese toxicity may actually be the deficiency symptom of iron magnesium and calcium mechanism of absorption of elements much of the studies on mechanism of absorption of elements by plants has been carried out in isolated cells tissues or organs these studies reveal that the process of absorption can be defined into two main phases in the first phase an essential an initial rapid uptake of ions into the free space or outer space of cells the apoplast is passive in the second phase of uptake the ions are taken in slowly into the inner space the symplast of the cells the passive movement of ions into the apoplast usually occurs through ion channels the transmembrane proteins that function as selective pores on the other hand the entry or exit of ions to and from the symplast requires the expenditure of metabolic energy which is an active process the movement of ions is usually called flux the inward movement into the cells is influx and the outward movement efflux translocation of solutes mineral salts are translocated through xylem along with the ascending stream of water which is pulled up through the plants by transpirational pull analysis of xylem sap shows the presence of mineral salts in it use of radioisotopes of mineral elements also substantiate the view that they are transported through the xylem soil as reservoir of essential elements majority of the nutrients that are essential for the growth and development of the plants also available to the plant roots due to weathering and breakdown of rocks these processes enrich the soil with dissolved iron and inorganic salts since they are derived from the rock minerals their role in plant nutrition is referred to as mineral nutrition soil consists of a wide variety of substances soil not only supplies minerals but also harbors nitrogen fixing bacteria other microbes holds water supplies air to the roots and acts as a matrix that stabilizes the plant since deficiency of essential minerals affect the crop yield there is often a need for supplying them through fertilizers both macronutrients and micronutrients form components of fertilizer and are supplied as per need metabolism of nitrogen nitrogen cycle apart from carbon hydrogen and oxygen nitrogen is the most prevalent element in living organisms nitrogen is a constituent of amino acids proteins hormones chlorophylls and many of the vitamins plants compete with microbes for the limited nitrogen that is available in soil thus nitrogen is a limited nutrient for both natural and agricultural ecosystems nitrogen exists as two nitrogen atom joined by a very strong triple covalent bond 
The process of conversion of nitrogen N2 to ammonia NH3 is termed as nitrogen fixation. In nature, lightning and UV radiation provides enough energy to convert nitrogen to nitrogen oxides NO, NO2, N2O. Industrial combustions, forest fires, automobile exhausts and power generating stations are also sources of atmospheric nitrogen oxides. Decomposition of organic nitrogen of dead plants and animals into ammonia is called ammonification which is done by rhizobium. Some of this ammonia volatilizes and re-enters the atmosphere by most of it is converted into nitrate by soil bacteria in the following steps. 2NH3 plus 3O2 gives 2NO2 minus plus 2H plus plus 2H2O and 2NO2 minus plus O2 gives 2NO3 minus. Ammonia is first oxidized to nitrite by the bacteria Nitrosomonas and Nitrococcus. The nitrite is further oxidized to nitrate with the help of bacterium nitrobacter. These steps are called nitrification. These nitrifying bacteria are chemoautotrophs. The nitrate thus formed is absorbed by plants and is transported to the leaves. In leaves, it is reduced to form ammonia and that finally forms the amine group of amino acids. Nitrate present in the soil is also reduced to nitrogen by the process of denitrification. Denitrification is carried by bacteria Pseudomonas and Theobacillus. Biological Nitrogen Fixation very few living organisms can utilize the nitrogen in the form of N2, available abundantly in the air. Only certain prokaryotic species are capable of fixing nitrogen. Reduction of nitrogen to ammonia by living organism is called biological nitrogen fixation. The enzyme nitrogenase which is capable of nitrogen reduction is present exclusively in prokaryotes. Such microbes are called N2-fixers. The nitrogen-fixing microbes could be free-living or symbiotic. Example of free-living nitrogen-fixing aerobic microbes are Azotobacter and Bazernichia while rhodospirillum is anaerobic and bacillus free-living. In addition, a number of cyanobacteria such as anabina and nostoc are free-living nitrogen fixer. Symbiotic biological nitrogen fixation Several types of symbiotic biological nitrogen fixing association are known. The most prominent among them is the legume bacteria relationship. Species of rod-shaped rhizobium has been relationship with the rods, roots of several legumes such as alfalfa, sweet clover, sweet pea, lentils, garden pea, broad bean, clover beans, etc. The most common association on roots is as nodules. These nodules are small outgrowths on the roots. The microbe Francia also produces nitrogen-fixing nodules on the roots of non-leguminous plants, example illness. Both rhizobium and Francia are free-living in soil, but as symbionts can fix atmospheric nitrogen. Uproot many one any one plant of common pulse just before flowering. You will see near spherical outgrowths 
on the roots. These are nodules. If you cut through them, you will notice that the central portion is red or pink. This is due to the presence of leguminous hemoglobin or leg hemoglobin. Nodule formation Nodule formation involves a sequence of multiple interactions between rhizobium and roots of the host plant. Principal stages in the nodule formation are summarized as follows. Rhizopia multiply and colonize the surroundings of roots and gets attached to the epidermal and root hair cells. The root hair curl and the bacteria invade the root hair. An infection thread is produced carrying the bacteria into the cortex of the root, where they initiate the nodule formation in the cortex of the root. Then the bacteria are released from the thread into the cells which leads to the differentiation of specialized nitrogen fixing cells. The nodules thus formed establishes a direct vascular connection with the host for exchange of nutrients. The nodule contains all the necessary biochemical components such as the enzyme nitrogenase and leg hemoglobin. The enzyme nitrogenase is a molybdenum iron protein and catalyzes the conversion of atmospheric nitrogen to ammonia, the first stable product of nitrogen fixation. The enzyme nitrogenase is highly sen sensitive to the molecular oxygen. It requires anaerobic conditions. The nodules have adaptations that ensure that the enzyme is protected from oxygen. To protect this enzyme, the nodule contains an oxygen scavenger called leg hemoglobin. It is interesting to note that these microbes live as aerobes under free living condition where nitrogenase is not operational. But during nitrogen fixing events, they become anaerobic, thus prote protecting the nitrogenase enzyme. You must have noticed in the above reaction that the am ammonia synthesis by nitrogenase requires a very high input of energy, 8 ATP for each NH3 produced. The energy required is obtained from the respiration of the host cells. Fate of ammonia At physiological pH, the ammonia is protonated to form NH4 plus ammonium ion. While most of the plants can assimilate nitrate as well as ammonium ions, the latter is quite toxic to plants and hence cannot accumulate in them. The NH4 plus is used to synthesize amino acids in plants. There are two main ways in which this can take place. Reductive amination. In these processes, ammonia reacts with alpha-ketoglutaric acid and forms glutamic acid as indicated in the equation given below. Alpha ketoglutaric glutaric acid plus NH4 plus plus NADPH in presence of glutamate dehydrogenase gives glutamate plus H2O plus NADP. Second, transamination. Transamination. It involves the transfer of amino group from two one amino acid to the keto group of keto acid. Glutamic acid is the main amino acid from which the transfer of NH to the amino group takes place and other amino acids are formed through transamination. The enzyme transaminase catalyzes all such reaction. The two most important amides, asparagine and glutamine, found in 
plants are a structural part of proteins. They are formed from two amino acids, namely aspartic acid and glutamic acid. By admission, addition of another amino group to each, the hydroxyl part of acid is replaced by another NH2 radical. Each amides contain more nitrogen than the amino acids. They are transported to the other parts of the plant via xylem vessels. In addition, along with the transpiration stream, the nodules of such plants, example soya bean, export the fixed nitrogen as uridase. These compounds also have a particularly high nitrogen to carbon ratio.